Welcome to The Staggering Truth. I'm your host, Burton Staggs. In today's episode of The Staggering Truth, we're going to look inside the initial appeal of Zachary Rye Adams. Adams was convicted in the 2011 kidnapping, rape, and murder of Decatur County nursing student Holly Bobo. That case gained national attention over almost a seven-year period. The difference in this podcast and most I do is this podcast is going to be basically in real time. A little background information on the trial of Zachary Adams. After a trial, which some say had award-winning testimony by co-conspirator Jason Autry, other witnesses that testified that Adams told them that he killed Bobo, that he would do them like Bobo, or they would end up in a hole like Bobo. Adams was convicted and sentenced to life plus 50 years. Originally, the state did seek the death penalty, but in an agreement so the family could start the healing process and waive the mandatory appeals, Adams agreed to the sentence of life plus 50. Now, that does not mean that he cannot appeal the sentence. And today, he will be in court for the first time since that verdict to appeal his sentence. Allow me to take a moment and correct myself. I said earlier that Adams was appealing his sentence. No. The fact is, he is appealing his conviction. This case today is actually called a post-conviction relief. Like I told you earlier, as this podcast goes live, Adams will be brought into court for the first time since he was convicted in this courtroom in Savannah, Tennessee, two years ago. Today, his attorney, Jennifer Thompson, will argue that the state or the judge made mistakes in the hearing and that Adams deserves a new trial. What I'm going to do today, like I said, is kind of in real time. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what Jennifer Thompson is going to tell the court in an attempt to get Zachary Adams a new trial. Allow me to give you the setting and what you will um, most likely see today. Everyone inside the courtroom will be required to wear a mask, as that is the guidelines by the Tennessee Supreme Court. Adams will be to the left looking at the judge, most likely in prison garb, since a jury will not be present. He will be joined at that table by Jennifer Thompson and possibly co-counsel, Mr. Simmons. To the right will be the state, uh, which will most likely be led by a Memphis prosecutor who was assigned to this case, Paul Hagerman. Thompson will argue up to 56 reasons why Zachary Adams deserves a new trial. Let me tell you about the first two. The first two reasons will actually be heard in chambers. My understanding is they are of a personal nature, 
and they are under seal. The judge wants these heard in his chambers, away from cameras, away from the public, for discretion and discernment. I'm going to hit the uh, high points of the 56 reasons. Reason number one, Thompson will argue that there was not enough evidence to convict Adams of these crimes. I should interject here and tell you that I've interviewed at least three members of the jury. They believed that Adams was guilty of kidnapping and murder. But at some point in the jury room, there was a question if they had enough evidence to convict on rape. But all three of the jurors told me at a certain point after more evidence was introduced or brought back to them in the jury room and they got to look at the law that they all convicted on kidnapping, rape, and murder. The second reason Thompson will argue, she's going to argue that Judge McGinley erred in not granting a change of venue motion. If you're familiar with this case, the case happened in Decatur County, and the judge moved it to the adjacent county, Hardin County, and he selected a jury from Hardin County. Thompson believes that he should have at least moved the case further away or brought in a jury from, example, Chattanooga. Thompson will also argue that the judge should have recused himself. She will most likely argue that through the years that she had asked McGinley to recuse himself because he had suggested that a plea bargain was in the best interest of the family and the defendant. Another argument that she will likely make is that the defense was not granted a continuance to speak with or to question Jason Autry, the state star witness, after he changed his story and agreed to testify for the state of Tennessee. Among all the reasons, Thompson will argue, and as many follow the case will remember, that she was told to move on by the judge. She will also argue that she was not allowed to properly question Terry Britt. Britt was the earliest suspect in the murder of Holly Bobo. She will allege misconduct on part of the state. She will argue lots of legal theory about attorneys, um, co-counsel. She will argue that um, she asked for another attorney to assist that used to be one of the unindicted co-conspirators' attorney that was uh, rejected by the, by the judge. She will definitely argue that point. Thompson will argue multiple things, but one of the things that stands out to me in the filing is that she will argue that she was not allowed to properly question Rita Austin, the mother of unindicted co-conspirator Shane Austin. If, if you follow this case, you realize that Shane Austin was originally given immunity, then when he could not produce the body or lead them to certain things, that deal was removed. His attorney filed a lawsuit 
That is the attorney that I mentioned in the other segment that Thompson wanted to bring aboard her team. During this time, Austin went to Florida where he committed suicide. During the trial, the state called Rita Austin, the mother of Shane Austin. At some point, they handed her a piece of paper. Most thought that that was a confession, what was on the paper. I actually had two jury members ask me what was on that paper. Thompson is going to most likely argue that what was on that paper, which most believed was Shane's confession that could not be brought into court because it was not proffered, was not a confession. I've had that paper for over four years. There were four things written on that paper. One was the location of the body. One was a call from Zach Adams to Shane saying that he had Bobo, her, tied up. And this is a little graphic. Come F her. And then it also discusses how they were going to get rid of the body. I think the statement was, gut them like a fish so they don't float. I have always wondered why, this, why the defense did not strongly object to what paper was handed to Miss Austin and why she allowed the state to question in that line without strongly objecting or having that piece of paper uh, read to the jury. It is the one thing about the trial that has always really bothered me because I knew what was on that paper. And I can tell you now that one of the jurors about two weeks after the trial called me to ask me what was on that paper because she was always confused. After Thompson makes her arguments, the state will make their counter arguments. What I expect to happen, and we will see how accurate this podcast is, I expect the judge to not grant a new trial. I expect it to go straight then to the criminal court of appeals, and they will look and see if Adams or if the judge made errors that should grant Adams a new trial. After speaking with a defense attorney, here is what I've found that is the toughest question and will probably be the toughest burden for Adams. According to a defense attorney, a well-thought-of defense attorney, the Criminal Court of Appeals will look and see if any of the errors were significant. Would they have changed the outcome of the trial? The biggest thing they may look at is the change of venue. And when they look at the change of venue, I'm, I'm told that the question that will be brought to bear with the justices of the Criminal Court of Appeals is, would a new jury from another location hearing the same evidence rendered a different verdict? My understanding is 
if the defense cannot reach that bar, then the criminal court of appeals will not issue a reversal. This podcast, as I've told you, is a little different because as this podcast goes live, Adams will be walking into the courtroom and the things that I've told you about will actually be taking place. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Staggering Truth. As you're listening to this podcast, I will be tweeting and using Facebook at Burton Scott Staggs to tweet or post anything that happens during or after the trial. One thing that I am going to try to do is talk to the prosecution and answer or get an answer to the million-dollar question. When will Jason Autry face justice? Thank you once again for listening to The Staggering Truth. Thank you.